the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. We're talking business and building a culture that's kick-ass. Where we make it happen, grab your seat, let's have a blast. At the Entrepreneurial Journey Podcast. Hello, Lindsay. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Very well, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Is Pamela joining us today? She is indeed, yes. Good. Well, let me introduce you first. This is Lindsay McKenzie. She's one of the co-founders of PS Wellness Edinburgh, a wonderful concept (laughs) in wellness, health, well-being, mental well-being, and a destination place that is, at the moment... Uh, a a mere architect's design on a Mm -hmm. piece of paper and uh, is in the heads of you and Pamela but I want to talk to you about the journey so far is is Pamela with us yet not yet no okay well can you help us understand how you and together in the first place Pamela is um was and still is a client of mine so I'm a sports and repeal massage therapist uh-huh. and I'm me um, as a new runner um, for treatment and she came to me for, for a good couple of years very uh, sporadically to start with um, and then we kind of developed a, a joint interest in running uh-huh. and then we just simply became friends. Oh wonderful. Wonderful. And when, when did you start talking about this, this concept of a destination for wellness? Well, it was something that, that Pamela and I had, we'd muted it over the years and we'd kind of jokingly said, yeah, we should do something. But we were never entirely sure what it is that we could do, because although we, we both work in the wellness industry, um, our, our skills are, are quite different. Mm. Um, so we weren't entirely sure how we could collaborate um, and it was one day where uh, Pam actually sent me a text message from a tube in London. <laughs> um, and she said, I'm over this in a million ways. We should start a business. So oh. it, was, it was a case of, of just sitting down and, and, and talking about what it, what it was that, that, that we wanted, what we felt was missing, what frustrated us. And PS Lifestyle Wellness was born. Oh, wow. Wonderful. So the idea came whilst Pam was sitting on a tube yep. in yep. London. Right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of thought went into it. <laughs> Lots of thought has since gone into it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you when you got that initial text message, what, what was your gut reaction? Well, Pam is Pam's a very ideas person. Mm. Incredibly creative. Um and it came through and it was like, okay, okay, could you be a bit more specific? And I think that's what that threw me slightly because it, 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 was, it was kind of, well, what are we going to do? Mm. We, know, we know what we, what we want, but how, how, do we, how do we interpret that? How do we develop it? How, how, where do we even start? Um, and it was through just conversation and it was the realization that although we, we were both working in the wellness industry, we weren't actually seeing or experiencing what we wanted to in terms of wellness. 
you know what was available uh. to us it was it was fairly generic and a bit disjointed and incredibly impersonal you know it's a one size fits all kind of mm. um and what we wanted was well what i wanted specifically i wanted science and research and credibility um pam um, was very much into luxury um high end but communication and care and just being treated as an individual with needs and goals that were very different you know from the next person that you would you would normally meet in a wellness facility um, and that's that's when PS was born you're right because you know my experience I don't know about our listeners but my experience of uh you know the, the spa industry for example even in top end spas you still yeah. feel like you're on a production yeah. line uh, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so um, we're still waiting for Pam. I'm not sure what's happened to her, but we'll we'll crack on anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think she's having trouble with the link. So I'm just going to send the link to her again um, and see what happens. So we may just end up with just you today, oh, well, Lindsay. That would be nice. <laughs> Fine. Um, so that that was the spark that ignited yeah. the business idea yeah. which which was great um yeah. i know the journey you're about 2 years in are you is that right, right. Yeah. yeah and what what's happened so far because this is this is a really huge idea it might be an idea to tell the listeners yeah. what kind of funding and investment you're looking for and describe the project well so the project is it's it's an exquisite destination for your wellness, mm-hmm. allowing you to experience ultimate happiness and contentment. Now, yeah, that's that's a pretty bold statement, but I think the the, the very fact that it is it's a bold idea it needs to have a, a statement that sparks real interest. Yeah. So it's a we're a private members wellness club, and we're basically we're set to change the way you think about your wellness. Um, it's We've been told that we're it's a visionary and revolutionary project. Yeah. And and we we know that's going to make massive changes to people's lives and the lives of those around them. So we're focusing on five key elements of wellness which interlink with one another. Okay. And we want to ensure that each member is treated as an individual. So going back to the first question, that that was always a frustration of ours. Um, like you said, it's a bit of a conveyor belt. So mm-hmm. We feel that PS, our way of wellness is it's about revolutionising how you view it. It's about communication and consultation. Um, it's about managing and sustaining your wellness. Again, with that research-driven advice, your your scientific-led offerings and treatments, and credible fad-free information. Um, and that's really important to us because in this day and age of of social media and Instagram influencers, there's always somebody online trying to tell you and trying to sell you a a certain way of wellness. Yeah. It's not always credible. You can't always trust or believe in in what they're trying to to tell you. Um, So that's something that we want to to clearly steer away from. The crucial component of um, PS is, is the allocation of your very own wellness nav- navigator. Okay. And that person will advise and, and 
listen to you and your wellness needs and goals as they develop and change on your wellness journey. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, the five elements of wellness is something that we'll we'll look into a little bit more. But I want to welcome Pamela Griffin, who's managed to join us. Welcome, Pamela. Hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, it's okay. That you know, technology is all about technical hitches, isn't it? And um, Lindsay was telling us about the spark of the idea and how she received a text from you one day whilst you were sat on the tube. And she thought, well, why not? But what, Pam, what was it whilst you were sitting in that tube train that, that made you think of this as an idea? Um, it, it was having yet another meeting with... Um, a therapist in a spa who had decided that they had had enough and were going to set up by themselves. Uh-huh. Lindsay and I had talked about it very jokingly in the previous kind of 12 months to that. And I think both of us had the idea that we wanted to do something, but it actually made us feel a little bit sick. Right. Okay. <laughs> we were so used to, well, I mean, obviously Lindsay had already set up her business, but it was doing really well. And, 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 you know, I, I was from a background where there was a steady income coming in and all that kind of stuff. So the idea of that not being the case was really quite scary. So we kind of laughed about it a little bit at first. And then it was just that day. I was just, it just I just thought, right, that's it. I'm going to text Lindsay and we're going to say, right, I'm over this. Let's, let's do it. If we're not going to do it now, we're never going to do it. And luckily she said, okay. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> I think that was exactly what I said. Yeah, I think it actually was. I think it was a one-word reply. <laughs> so there's that there's that leap of faith, isn't it, that we, we actually talk about in the entrepreneurial journey on, on the platform. All that, that course is coming in September. But that's that. You're right. There's that sick feeling is, yeah. is that if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. That's right. Yeah. So, what, so there might be people listening to this thinking they've got idea but I don't want to let go of the salary I've got share options I've got a pension I've got a mortgage to pay now clearly both of you have all of those things what what was the the, how did you let go of that security blanket what was the push Lindsay do you want to go well because you did like you did I it. did it. I did it a, a few years ago um, as a sports massage therapist, and and Pam will tell you it, it's not easy. Mm. It's it's incredible. It's actually terrifying. And and there was many a time that Pam came round to my house with her book of ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to try and just bring me down a little bit because I was uh, I wanted to do it. There was there was no denying that I wanted to do it and I needed to do it. But I had, like you said, I had visions of it of it not working and mm. not being able to pay my mortgage and not being able to pay my bills and living in a skip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but you genuinely did. Like it was. It, that, it was. There were there were there were moments of of you know extreme kind of hysteria, but that the the, the desire and the drive to want to do it far outweighs it and 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 it's really interesting that yes you have to be incredibly frugal mm. um, you have to you have to to be aware of 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 the things that, that that you maybe perhaps take for granted now that you enjoy doing that and you just have to 
to do things slightly differently mm. you know and, and if you have this this driving ambition that you need to that you know that you need to make this change in your life then then you, you get on and you do it. and I know that sounds really simplistic but when it comes down to it you're right if you're not if you're not going to do it then then you're never going to do it and you yeah. will regret it there's there's no question you will regret it yeah um, sometimes as well it's the it's looking at what the alternative is and I just was fed up with where I was and it kind of plateaued in my own career a little bit and thought well where am I going to go next so I think sometimes if you look at where you are and you don't have to be desperately unhappy to set up your own company I mean you know very often people are very happy and that makes it even harder but personally I just was a bit fed up with where I was and I thought well I'm always going to work. You mm. always get a job. I can't even tell you the jobs I've done. So <laughs> permanent, like they're all legal, obviously. But like, you know, you and and actually, as Lindsay said about being frugal, it's quite a humbling experience. You go back to you, you, you have to be so mindful of every choice that you make. Mm. And that's a really good lesson to learn for running a business as mm. well, because you start out with nothing, basically, and you have to try and make something from it. And that running in tandem with your own life is a really yeah. good lesson to learn. Um, so I think if, and, and certainly again, speaking from my own experience, work in general, a career in general for me has never been about the money. Mm. If it had been, I would still be working for yeah. the big national that I was 10 years ago. But for me, it's always been about um, enjoying what I do um, being the best at what I do and what comes along with that in terms of re remuneration, that's great. But I personally want to feel happy and content more than have loads and loads of money loads in the bank. Yeah. And yeah. I genuinely mean that. I know a lot of people yeah. laugh and go, yeah, whatever. But that's 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 a genuine, honest answer for me about the other reason for wanting to do it. Yeah. You've, got to be, you've got to be happy. You may as well make yourself happy because other folk aren't going to do it for you. No, no, it, it's true. So what, what have the pair of you sacrificed, do you think? Um, definitely having that stable income so mm, yeah. and knowing definitely that you're going to get paid at the end of every month yeah. uh, a company car uh, <laughs> foreign travel <laughs> um, <laughs> all of those things but, a stacked wine cellar <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I do, and also actually um, the biggest thing for me as well when I finally handed my notice in I remember waking up on that Monday because I finished on a Friday and obviously you prepare for this you don't just like hand in your notice and well some people might but I couldn't you have to save you have to have some mm. kind of plan about what you're going to do and I woke up on the Monday and just felt sick for about three months. You don't know what to do you wake up on, on the Monday morning and you think what do I do yeah. <laughs> because you're so used to you know being in a routine and yeah. you think to yourself I could just pad around my house in my pajamas all day that's no. actually what I'm doing right now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's you but you do you do feel you do feel sick and I think I I also felt a little bit like I was possibly sacrificing my reputation mm. because you the minute for me anyway when I went kind of um when I started telling people officially about what I was doing it was it was out there uh -huh. so you've you've told people you can't take that back 
mm. you've left a full-time permanent job and you're working in a bar you know it's kind of like well what on earth is she doing <laughs> so you 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 know for me it was maybe about what other people might think of me but you do get over that um but it, it's a feeling that is always kind of there in the background for me a little bit okay and what what have you both gained from taking that leap of faith I think um certainly recently it's that it's that realization of the the, the positivity that 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 people have for the project mm-hmm. you know you, you obviously start out thinking yeah this is amazing it's going to be brilliant and then you get part of the way through and you think ah, okay but when you have people tell you that you're visionary that you're brave that this is just what the industry needs you know mm-hmm. that you're on the right the right path you know that that the sacrifices that you've made and the possibility of of, of people thinking certain things about you it's all worth it uh-huh uh-huh and Pam what do you think you've gained I've definitely learned more about business and myself in the last 18 months than I ever have it's right. given me the opportunity to network out with my own industry um you know <clears throat> kind of go back to school a little bit doing lots of courses that I just wouldn't have had the chance to do if I was still in my previous job mm. um meet some amazing people and actually see beyond the garden fence a little bit mm. <laughs> and realize that there's a whole world out there um I wish somebody told me 10 15 years ago that you don't need you don't need to work full time yeah. need to work for a big you know massive company to be happy mm. um I I enjoy the fact that I am now the master of my own diary and Maybe there's a little power trip going on. I don't know, but I like the idea that we get to make the decisions. Yeah. Um, and that what we decide will actually have an impact. That I get a real kick out of that. Good. And how? So that that's really interesting. So we've talked about hanging around the house in your pajamas, which you know <laughs> potentially you could do. But seriously, I know you've achieved a lot in a very short space of time. What what does drive? you to get out of bed in the morning let's start with you Lindsay uh well besides a good caffeine hit mm-hmm. um, for me it's it's the opportunity to add a value and positive change to someone's life in, in a tangible way so as a massage therapist I I use my my skills to better people's physical and mental health so mm-hmm. s- seeing my experience and clinical knowledge help others move better, feel better, understand their mobility and their, their body's capabilities better as a, as a huge motivator. Mm. Um, it's a great feeling when it clicks into place and, and clients get it. And the opportunity of doing that on a far larger scale, that's, mm-hmm. that's hugely exciting for me. Yeah, yeah. Because at the um, moment, it's, oh. it's just me. At the moment, yeah. it's just me. <laughs> You've got to extend your service beyond yourself, haven't you, yeah. to make a real yeah. difference. Yeah, you Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Yeah. Pam, how about you? Uh, I think it does probably go back to what I said before about it's out there. People know about it. So if I don't get out of my bed and do something about it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I am going to look like a bit of an arse. Um, <laughs> so um, I've always been reasonably good at motivating myself, I must admit. Um, so, uh, yeah, that that for me, it's just it's it's just the fact it's out there. People ask you. People that you haven't seen for maybe a few months will ask you. First thing they'll say is, oh, where are you up to? How's it going? 
and I hate not having anything to say back. Right. So I know that we we have to get up and get on with it. Otherwise, you know, it's not going to happen, basically. And we can't have that. <laughs> that. That's really interesting is that you've made yourselves accountable quite publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's- and actually when they'll tell you there's there's that that there's doubles two sides of the coin for that for me one of them is that yeah people are like wow that's amazing and then they ask you well when's it going to happen and then the other thing is I was really scared I went through this whole period of um I was convinced somebody was going to steal our idea because we put it out there and don't steal our idea yeah please don't nobody steal our idea um because what we are doing it's not a app it's not a product that you can you know pick up on or put on a shelf or download mm. off of the internet it's it's a it's a very different proposition to a lot of new new starts in terms of business of people that you speak to mm. so i you know a lot of what we have our ip or our ideas our images our um plans and you know <clears throat> i was just really scared that somebody was going to steal the idea mm. um so once I got over that, I realized that actually it was a good thing that we put it out there as our ways we did, because by doing that, we have opened more doors and had more conversations yeah. with people had we kept it to ourselves. Yeah. Um, I always say to Lindsay, and I think you agree, Lindsay, I'm convinced, well, we are, we're just one conversation away, yeah. meeting that person who completely agrees and sees what with what we're trying to do and, and becomes our main investor and off we go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But so I was going to say it is difficult to let go of that to begin with because you don't you're scared. It's a bit like having a baby, I suppose. You don't want to you know just chuck it out there. <laughs> so. it's, your, it's your baby, and you're protective of it. Exactly. Oh, and are you are you happy to share with the audience what you're looking for, what what the ask is of an investor, or do you want to keep that close to your chest? No, I think it's I I, I don't have a problem with that. Do you? Andy? See it. See it. Well, see it. See, well, yeah, I, why not? I say twenty million pounds, but I've rounded it up from seventeen because I just twenty is easier and it's contingency. Nice. Yeah, contingency. contingency. Yeah. Joking aside, we've done we've done the whole um, uh, cost analysis. You know, the the full financial figures and projections are all there. Um, so we're looking for approximately fourteen million pounds to build the building, mm-hmm. and the the rest of that. So about three three and a half is the FF and E, so the fixtures, fittings, and um, everything else that goes in there. Okay, uh, and including the business that goes within it. And actually, when you look at the wellness industry as a whole, that isn't an awful lot of money for this type no. of project. Um, I think it was you that said to us quite early on, Rebecca. It's just a number. It is. And I have taken that, and I think you have as well, Lindsay. And whenever anybody, because they do, take a huge sharp and take a breath, you just say, "Well, it's just a number. It's it is what it is, and it, it's not a completely ridiculous number for what we are going to achieve." Yeah. So, um, and we're also very open as well to how that investment comes in. Um, you know, Lindsay and I are very, as you can probably tell, quite normal, down to earth people, and we want to work with very similar people to us that share mm-hmm. that vision and so that that investment you know at the moment we're open to to all different kinds of ways that that might come to us yeah. um but yeah that's what we're okay good great um and, and that's quite uh is a it's a chunky number and i think yep. some business owners starting out would think oh you're never going to get there but but actually it's amazing what you can achieve when you put 
your mind to it um and and you've come a long way in a short space of time to get the plans together as you say to get the full costing to get the full business plan and anybody investing will know how they're going to get a return on that investment and the time scale as well so it's all been planned out yeah which is Mm -hmm. great which is great okay so who who inspires you uh pam who inspires you today I find that a really difficult question to answer because I, I've, I've tried really hard to think about this and I, I can't come up with a person. Okay. Um, it's more of a thing. Right. Um, I am inspired by people who just make things happen and don't necessarily think the world owes them anything. And if mm. they want to work hard and go and achieve what they want, they've got to do it themselves. And people who don't give up as well. Mm. Um, there isn't one person in particular that I, you know, that comes on the telly or I see on a magazine and think, oh yeah, they're like amazing. Mm. It's it's certain elements of people's character. Um, I follow quite a lot of people on Instagram. You're going to laugh at this probably, but I'm really I'm really into my music, mm-hmm. and I follow quite a lot of um, DJs and music producers. And that's probably one of the hardest industries because it's a creative industry to actually make your your way in Mm. and just kind of watching their journey it's literally the Dyson moment knocking on people's doors with your CD Mm. 99 people say no but one person says yes and I really admire people who who just don't give up basically yeah Yeah. and and there isn't one person in particular that that I can say that's of but just um that that personality trait and also I've always been very inspired um by people who run a business but do it in a nice way. Um, and by that, I mean... Hmm? Oh. oh, you still there? Yes. Lindsay, how... Sorry, had you finished, Pam? <laughs> it's okay. No, I, it went a wee, bit, a wee bit haywire there. Yeah, people who run a business and do it in a nice way. So don't, you know, have a stick to beat their staff with because what's the point in that? Yeah. So I've always been attracted to that kind of personality, basically. Okay, okay, good. Lin- Lindsay, how about you? Uh, for me, um, it's the it's the modern day massage and, and physical therapists that inspire me. Um, I find that even in this modern day massage, is, it's still seen as a, as a treat. Mm. A complementary therapy, it's a, even... Um, a placebo even mm-hmm. um, so seeing so many professionals in my field of expertise and beyond far more advanced than I am branching out into kind of pain science oh. you know creating tools of measurable change in pain and performance it's a massive step forward for bodywork therapies so there's there's a, an organization that I follow in, integrated kinetic neurology was just trips off the tongue (laughs) but they're not they're not too dissimilar to ps because they understand that there's no uh, singular approach to healing the human body and and they use cutting edge techniques of neuroscience and movement so you know it's about getting the the message out there that massage therapy is it's multi-sensory it's it's a complex conversation with the nervous system and and it's not just rubbing really no No, it's not I'm really excited to see what is effectively an ancient therapy develop further and find its rightful place in kind of modern medical journals. Well, it's good. It's good that we are embracing. I don't think we can call them alternative therapies anymore. No, I I don't think we should. No, absolutely. 
they should be fully integrated into, as you say, the approach we make to physical as well as mental well-being. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the pair of you, what keeps you awake at night? (laughs) Um, At the moment, it's probably those odd little doubts that creep in will we ever find an investor mm-hmm. um that's that's what flips into my head at about midnight okay um, and from a, on a personal note um just keeping head above water because i'm working part-time yeah <laughs> yeah um, and that's the honest truth you know when you're doing um kind of contract work uh, you're you're constantly having to juggle that side of things and make sure that's okay, but also really stay focused on the business. Mm. So you kind of have a bit of a split personality. Well, I do anyway. That's just the situation that I'm in. Okay. Um, so that's probably the those two things are the biggest things for me, definitely. Okay. Lindsay, how about you? Yeah, I would agree with the, the investment part, but but for me, it's the it's the pitch and presentation. I'm very, <laughs> I'm, I'm very audio digital. I, I need to have, I need to be, thoroughly and utterly prepared mm. um, have every every document every piece of paper every you know powerpoint slide organized and down to the nth degree as opposed to to being you know Pam's far more you know creative and 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 kind of five out of when you talk um so yes that element of of the business of ps that that keeps me awake at night from from another from a personal or 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 a massage therapist point of view it's about the health of my clients and and the processes that i need to come up with to help them out of pain so Mm. you know i specialize in chronic pain and that can be difficult but not impossible to to treat and eradicate but i need to know that, that i'm having the right kind of conversation with with my clients and 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 not scaremongering them with 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 words like you know chronic and degeneration and damage and things Mm, like that Um, mm. and it's a it's about explaining to them of about their capabilities and the strength and ability of their own bodies yeah that's what I ruminate over in my head at night trying just saying the right things in order to help my client yeah absolutely language is so important isn't it absolutely Yeah. Yeah. yeah And how do the pair of you relax and switch off? I like a good book. Mm-hmm. I like to I like to to come home and and shut the door and um just put my head in a bit of a crime thriller, you okay. know, something mm-hmm. like a Quentin Jardine that's you know got a Scottish thriller with a completely unbelievable but kind of believable hero at the end. Yeah, yeah. but um, a lot of singing as well oh yeah yeah you're you're into amateur dramatics aren't you i am yeah cool so a lot of singing whether at home on stage or after a few proseccos <laughs> i can highly recommend ambrose parry have you read any of his no scottish crime drama ah. set in the the i think it's the victorian era oh, very oh, good yeah. just reading one of his we digress pam how do you <laughs> switch off and relax I like a bit of an R&R, which is running and raving. So, um, and, and I'm trying to do it at the same time. I will find a place where you can run and rave. I, I run a lot. It's okay. my downtime. I'm quite an active person. I've got quite a lot of energy. So I find it quite difficult to sit still. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've been like that my whole life. So actually when I'm tired and if I go out and run four or five miles, I actually feel a lot calmer afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, and then I love music. Music is um, a huge part of my life and it's basically my social life. So even though I'm in my 40s, I could rave with the best of the 20-year-olds <laughs> and probably stay up longer than them. So uh, any excuse to go out and have a party, basically. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, I can see that becoming part of your five strands of wellness. Yeah, yeah, well, dancing is so important. I know, it really is. And I think as well, like it's um, when you when you when you follow the kind of DJs that I do, you tend to find you're with the sort of similar crowd of people in terms of age. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's a real camaraderie. Like music brings people together. Mm. It doesn't matter what kind of genre of music you listen to. Music can remind you of things. It can make you happy. It can make you sad. Lindsay will know because she sings and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, it's a huge part. I already know. I have in my head because we're going to have like a whole week of opening nights for PS. Mm -hmm. And I already have in my head exactly how I want one of those nights to go and the DJ that I want to come and the party and the music he's going to play and all this kind of stuff. Brilliant. So Gareth Emery, if you're listening. If you're listening, Gareth, I stop. <laughs> Clear your diary. <laughs> I have met you. You won't remember, but I do. Um, yeah, so you'll be getting a phone call at some point. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. What, what frustrates you most about uh, the business? Um, we Yeah, we had this discussion earlier, didn't we, Lindsay? Mm. I think yeah. if, if for me, um, when, when I'm looking at it right here, right now, um, the frustration for me is that we have a wonderful ecosystem in Edinburgh and Scotland for entrepreneurs. Um, however, there's a big gap between people who are starting a business of a certain size. So, um, you know, quite small, maybe it's it's going to be just them for, you know, a good few years um, through to, you know, the people like us that are looking for a lot of money and mm. there doesn't seem to be an awful lot of support for the entrepreneurs like us who are you know starting big if you like mm. um and I don't mean that in a in a disrespectful way because we have been hugely um fortunate to work with some great people but you do find that very often when you start to talk about the level of investment that you're looking for that people will literally take a step back mm. <laughs> yeah yeah and don't really know what to do with you yeah and that's frustrating because some people might be put off by that and think oh well it's never it's never going to happen for me then mm-hmm. but but luckily we've got great supportive people Rebecca like yourself um, <laughs> who are constantly telling us it will happen it's you know don't don't be put off by that so mm. that's my frustration and, and and longer term you know once the business is up and running I and I think Lindsay's the same would really like to try and plug that gap in some way and find a way to help people who are scaling up very quickly or starting you know at a higher point yeah Yeah. it's 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 it kind of feels a little bit like you're you're on your own a little bit more um and you know we have had a few people say to us well maybe you are aiming too high why don't you just maybe get a wee spa or a wee salon a couple of rooms and do you know what yeah we could do that Mm-hmm. we absolutely could and we would make it work but that's not the point mm. and um that frustrates me um that that we we have to kind of constantly you know sort of say nope that that's not the that's not the vision that's not the yeah. dream so yeah i guess for me that's probably the biggest thing okay 
Okay. So what about you, Lindsay? Would you agree with that? I would absolutely. Yeah. I would add to that that I need to remember that the our projects is not at the top of everybody else's priority list. That's true. You know? yeah. So so we are we think about this every day mm. and and whilst we we know and, and, and people around us know that it's it's vision and it's exciting and it will change people's lives. It's frustrating not not everybody else sees that or, mm. or they see it, but not everybody's banging the, the our drum at the moment simply because mm-hmm. they have other priorities. So I know that that will come. Yeah. Um, but at the moment, uh, it's 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 quite frustrating. Yeah. So so in essence, you know, if there's anybody out there who has twenty million pounds and they are interested in developing a world-class centre of wellness, uh, which is, uh, you know, a high-end facility, purpose-built. And I've seen the images. It is unique. There, there is nothing else quite like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the concepts are absolutely stunning. So if there's anybody listening out there who've got contacts in the investment world then how do they get in touch with you where where do they start um well we we have sorry we have a website mm-hmm. which got all of our contact details on it we also are um we have facebook twitter instagram we use our facebook really to reach out as well to potential members good um, we forget i think that Lindsay and i have got a lot of experience it takes people to remind us that we kind of do know what we're talking about Mm -hmm. so we use that as a platform to um, disseminate the information that we think is um, useful okay a big part of ps is that we're we're cutting through the the kind of fog and the and the rhetoric that's out there to try and make it easy and accessible and simple for people to understand yeah so um yeah you can find us on on the all those all those platforms good uh, and what's uh, your web address so it's um all the w's ps wellness edinburgh.com brilliant brilliant Great. Okay. Well, I, I'm excited to see what's coming next. I, I, as I say, I've seen the plans. I know what's coming next, mm-hmm. and I know you're ready to, uh, to to start work on that to purchase the land. I know that you you've got all the right plans in place, and that uh, and that you you simply need some inspired investors who get yeah. what you're doing to start yeah. backing you. Great. Like, Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Well, um, I wish you all the luck in the world because I tell you what, as soon as it's open, I'm going to be first member Um, because you deliver everything I'm looking for. I will then only need to go to one place for all my beauty, yoga, exercise, massage, nutrition stuff, which will be amazing. Um, and I know you're building a community around that as well of like-minded people so yeah it's going to be incredible so thank you Pam and Lindsay from PS Wellness I really appreciate your time and uh, best of luck thank you very much all right have a a great evening thanks guys bye the entrepreneurial journey Talking business and building a culture that's kick ass. Where we make it happen, grab your seat, let's have.